Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from San Diego, California, my guest is a singer-songwriter who recently released her ninth studio album. She has independently sold over 60,000 CDs, has performed live on CNBC, ESPN, and BBC Radio, has her music in four independent films, and headlines at least six major charity fundraisers a year. She is a seven-time San Diego Music Award winner and has performed at major venues ranging from Abbey Road Studios in England to the House of Blues in Hollywood to the Bitter End in New York and even the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. She is playing 12 shows in 17 days in the UK in July. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled Still Have a Long Way to Go. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Eve Sellis. Hello. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> Eve, I'm really excited to have you on the show. Thanks so much for doing this. My pleasure. Thank you for asking. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> nice to be asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start off by having you tell the listeners all about the song that was just playing, Still Have a Long Way to Go. Awesome. Okay, that song was born out of a conversation I had with a doctor. Uh, I've been having some problems with my shoulder and got an x-ray. And he said, <laughs> well, for someone your age, uh, you know, I guess I have a little bit of arthritis in my shoulder. But that's normal for someone your age. <laughs> Thanks for the like, compliment, what? Doc. <laughs> Oh, don't you know, I'm still 21 in my mind. <laughs> so um, it's just kind of like that, you know, every age is a great age. Let's face it. It's good. To, you know, every day you wake up is a good day. Um, but I think our society says after you, after you reach 40 or 50 years old, you're done. And, you know, it, it's over. And I think for a lot of people, that's just kind of when we're getting going and, really feeling who we are as human beings. So this song was basically, you know, I'm just going to keep going. I still have a long way to go. I'm not done yet. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So you're right because, yeah. you know, the age is just a number. And for a doctor to say that, you can understand his point of view. But at the same time, it's a case of, look at that. That's just a number. And don't judge me by it. It's, you know, the way I feel is, is 21 or younger. So I'm, I'm going to, as you say, <laughs> exactly. I, I still have a long way to go. Exactly. Well, congratulations on the new album. Uh, go ahead and tell the listeners about this latest release of yours, including uh, who produced it, where you recorded it, those types of details. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, the new CD is called See Me With Your Heart, 
And um, it was recorded in Nashville at the Sound Emporium studio with Kenny Greenberg producing. And I had heard um, a CD by a woman named Allison Moore. Um, she had a 2015 release called Down to Believing. And when I heard that CD, I, I freaked out. I was like, oh, my gosh, that could have been my CD. That's my sound. I wow. want that sound. Wow. And so... I'm looking it up on to see who produced it, and it's Kenny Greenberg. And so I look on Facebook, and wouldn't you know, we're friends on Facebook. Wow. <laughs> so it's so funny. You don't even realize these things. And I Facebooked him, and he didn't check his Facebook. So my husband called. He has a number uh, that you can reach him at his uh, studio. And um, we had a conversation. I was finishing up writing. I was on a writing trip to Nashville, finishing up the last couple of songs. And we hooked up and met for lunch and got to know each other a little bit. And um, I had sent him some of my music that I was working on. And he says, yeah, I'll work with you. So we just went from there. But it was, a, it was an exciting experience for me. And it was a brand new experience in that. I have recorded in Nashville before, but this was the first time I did not use my band because I wanted to get the sound that Kenny can do in the studio. I needed to allow him um, to be able to work with the people he knew he could get that sound from. Um, that's basically what I was working with him for. So um, I talked to my band about it. That was not an easy thing to do. I've never done that before. Um, Mark Twang, who his name's Mark Intervaya, but we all call him Twang, T-W-A-N-G, because uh, no one can ever pronounce his name. He and I have been working together for 25 years. So um, my band was incredibly um, supportive, said, go for it, Eve, you got this, we, you know, we love you. And, and Mark came out and overdubbed um, guitar on just a couple songs, and... Backing vocals, and that was it. So it was a it was a whole brand new experience for me, and it was exciting and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> and I, I'm really, 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 really. Can you get that? I'm really happy with how it came out. I get the very, idea very that very you're happy. Is that too big an assumption on my part? <laughs> <laughs> no, you probably you're so intuitive. <laughs> I try. I try. Well, and listeners, uh, for those of you that don't know, Kenny Greenberg just happens to have won a little trophy called a Grammy. Um, So, you know, Mm -hmm. a a big name for sure. Kenny um, has worked with the likes of Allison Moore, the Mavericks, Joan Baez. Uh, Eve, I I had you tell the listeners where you recorded it um, because of the fact that you are based in San Diego. And I want, uh, for, for your ed, for your education, Eve, this show is geared a lot towards the listeners who are young up-and-comers that are trying to learn from guests such as yourself. And so I want them to see that you don't just go to Nashville because it's Nashville. You go to, in, in your case, you just said the reason why you went there. But obviously, you could have stayed and recorded there in San Diego. You could have gone up the coast a little bit to Los Angeles. So I wanted the listeners to kind of hear that, okay, I didn't do it here in California. I took it to Nashville, and this is why. Well, that's a great question because um, I have recorded in Los Angeles and I have recorded in San Diego and I really wanted a new experience. And even though I have recorded a CD, a full-length CD in Nashville already, um, I think I think what makes, there's a, there's a lot of things that make the CD different for me, the whole process of the songwriting and how long it took and just going through a lot in my life uh, at the time. And then... Um, 
you know, I have built up some relationships in Nashville. And I think in, for, for up-and-coming artists, it's so important to build true, real relationships and not just, how can you help me? Exactly. I need this. What can you do to help me? Exactly. It's important to go there kind of in service of others and understanding that, you know, we're, we all chose music because, well, it's a lot of fun, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, in a, it's, a, it's an emotional connection that when you're on stage and you're performing your songs and you're giving from your heart and your soul, you're giving to an audience that desperately needs to feel something and, and forget their week or whatever. And, it, and also connect to a great feeling, a good feeling. And in these days, with what's going on in the world, music is an escape for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And so as a musician, you're, you're giving a service. You're doing, you're, 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 you're giving and sharing from your heart and soul, and 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 that is 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 more important than what can you do for me? How can you help me? It should always be how can I help you? And how 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 can our our music come together to make the world better or to cheer somebody up? And if you start from that position, I feel like things start falling into place for you. Yep, yep, that's right. At least at least they have for me. Yeah, no, I, I love that mindset, and, and I'm really glad that, that it's you saying it. I know that I've said it uh, probably too many times on the show, so it's always great when it comes from the guest. And and I like, too, that, that you mentioned the story about hearing this music and saying, wow, this sounds like my kind of music. I have to see who's producing this because I want that person to, because this, this, this is very, it, it harkens back just two weeks ago, uh, episode 125 of the show, Dee Dee Weedykind, she's a singer-songwriter, from Texas, uh, she basically was telling the listeners that that's something that you can do if you're trying to decide, well, how do I know who to work with? Or, you know, I, I think I want uh, a certain sound or whatever. She was saying, listen to music that's kind of like what you would do and look up and see who produced it. And of course, the difficult part then is getting a hold of that producer. Yeah. But uh, oh, here you exactly. are. Yeah. Here you are testifying two weeks later the fact that, yeah, that's exactly what I did. And, and <laughs> cool story that, that you happen yeah. to be Facebook friends. <laughs> I know it's it's such a small world in in so many ways now, um, but yes, that's that's it. And I always have had this credo of asking is free, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. All somebody can say is no. Exactly. And, um, I was even I was even prepared to ask Kenny if he because he's a very busy guy, um, and it just kind of worked out where there was a little bit of an opening in the schedule, and we and and uh, we met in October and we recorded in January, so it was it was it was pretty quick time period there um, where he had an availability. Um, but I was prepared to ask him if he wasn't able to do it. If he's like, you know, I, I don't have time for uh, probably at least a year. I, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to wait that long. I I'd already waited five years. I was prepared to say, all right, so who's the next Kenny Greenberg? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Who would you say I could work with that would give me sounds that you would do? <laughs> wow. <laughs> because that's, that's another option, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but thank Thankfully for me, that didn't happen. Indeed. <laughs> well, Eve, I apologize. You're probably tired of talking about this next question I'm going to ask you, but I do need to bring it up for the benefit of those who are regular listeners of this show and are being introduced to you for the first time. I'm just so grateful 
the show has gotten listeners from 116 countries around the world. So as, as long as you've been around and as well as you've done, there are people out there that are just hearing about Eve Sellis for the first time. I'm, I'm reminded of episode five, way back in the early stages of this show. Kate Callahan was the guest. She talked about a horrific skiing accident she was in. And then uh, a few weeks or a couple months later on episode 25, when the Redheads where the guest Brooke Dodgen talked about having been trampled by her horse. Uh, Eve, tell the listeners about what you went through just two years ago. Well, <laughs> it's a little embarrassing, but I did have a rollerblading accident. <laughs> and um, something that is uh, the truth that I found out, um, even though I might be 21 in my mindset, my body doesn't heal like it did when I was 21. <laughs> and uh, you think you can do it. And I, I'm not a bad rollerblader, but I I'm, I hadn't done it in at least a couple of years. Went out on Memorial Day weekend, which was kind of crazy because there's so many more people um, with my sister rollerblading around the bay. And this guy on a bike kind of cut me off. And I started to lose my balance like I I kind of jerked and started to lose my balance so I tried to stabilize myself with my back leg so that I wouldn't fall and I ended up doing the Fred Flintstone dance does anybody <laughs> remember that <laughs> where your feet just kind of go whoa, 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 and down I went and um, when I tried to brace myself I felt a pop Oh uh, boy! And it hurt really bad. And when I fell on the ground, I was laughing because I was just like, you know, I knew how funny it looked. I knew how funny it felt. Then I tried to get up, and I could hardly move. And I, oh. um, you know, when I went to the emergency room, I found out that I tore my hamstring oh, off yikes. my pelvis. Oh my gosh! And you know what? It is as painful as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and um, for the first two weeks, I tried to keep my schedule going, and I didn't think it was that bad because. After all, I was on painkillers, <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't bad at all. And the doctor said, oh, yeah, this could take about a year to heal, and I kind of laughed in his wow. face. Um, wow. I, I kept, I kept, yes, I kept a re, uh, recording session up in Los Angeles. I mean, I'm wow. on crutches. I a huge brace. I just kept going, and, and that's when we recorded, and we wrote, didn't record, but we wrote, uh, the title track of the CD, which is See Me With Your Heart. I didn't know it at the time, um, obviously. And, and then when my friend from Nashville went back to um, home, um, I got vertigo for the first time in my life. Oh, boy. And what I've learned is that my body <laughs> was trying to tell me something, and I wasn't <laughs> listening. So it had to catch my attention in the only way it knew how, and I was uh, forced to slow down and to just be more present in my life and be, be more aware of who I am. And actually then I started doing some work on myself with, I had a, a coach and I started working on myself and healing some of the things that I've been through in my life that kept coming up because they weren't healed. A lot of times we have issues in our childhood and if we don't, if we don't handle it or we don't, you know, just settle it and come to terms with it and forgive and move on, It'll just keep bubbling up. And so I did a lot of work, and, and that kind of came into the songwriting. Yeah, I was just uh, going to say, I, I want to be clear on this. Obviously, you know, you're talking about you, you worked with a coach on some issues. This, listeners, and, and Eve and I are just meeting for the first time, but I'm following the story very intently. This obviously had nothing to do with music. This was a coach who was dealing with you on life issues. This had nothing to do with music. But in fact, you are here to say, guess what? 
out of out of all that <laughs> came an impact on my music. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. I, I, I'm not sure uh, a lot of artists realize this. Maybe they do in, um, subconsciously or unconsciously or whatnot. <laughs> um, that being an artist is a spiritual job. That there is this connection with something more than yourself when you're creating art, whether it's painting or, you know, singing or writing songs or writing a book, you tap into something bigger than yourself, but also part of yourself. And so working with, I was working with, she's actually an artist coach. Um, her name is Trina Harmon, and she has really helped me reconnect to who I am as an artist. And what do, what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? You know, all the questions you start asking yourself when you can't move and you can't <laughs> keep your fast-paced life going because I have things to do. I'm an important person. You know, don't you know who I am? That kind of thing. And then all of a sudden you're stuck and you're more introspective and, and a lot of things that I thought I had healed in my childhood, um, I hadn't. And it was a long process. That And a lot of those things were keeping me from realizing who I am as an artist and what I want of keeping myself small and, and, uh, working through, uh, working on a level of fear everywhere. And, and it, it was, it was just a wonderful feeling to, to heal a lot of that and to grow just maybe as a human being on this planet and to be more aware of everybody around me and how I fit in and how they fit in. It's, it was, it's been an amazing process. It's an ongoing thing. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. And, and, and I, I, can, I can totally relate. I, I really don't like to, to talk about myself on this show because this show is about the guests and it's about the audience and, and the listeners who I mentioned before that are learning from the guests. But uh, I was just on my honeymoon and was on a cruise ship. And you really can't do any work when you're on a cruise ship. You know, if you're on a land vacation, you're a lot more inclined. And the only work that I did during my entire honeymoon was was releasing the the episode of this of this show that was to come out that week. But otherwise, it really did what what you're describing, Eve. It gave me a chance to sit back and just be Bruce, the person, and realize that guess what. The music business is going to go on without you. You know that your 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 company's <laughs> yeah. not going to fall apart, and and you'll release the episode of the show that needs to be out. But otherwise, you're allowed to exhale, and you're allowed to unwind a little bit, and you're allowed to just kind of reflect and enjoy the creation that's around you, the beautiful sunshine, and those types of things, and and you know be in the moment and yeah. enjoy it. Yes, exactly. Well, good for you, and congratulations. That's <laughs> Thank wonderful. You. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Um, sometimes sometimes you just need to get out and walk and look around and, and kind of connect to nature. Or, you know, I'm fortunate. I live in San Diego. It's absolutely beautiful here. And I'm like, you know, five, ten minutes from the beach. I could be walking on the beach. Um, these are the kind of things that kind of start feeding your soul and, and – uh, you know, I, I don't run anymore. I used to, but I got um, an injury from it. And uh, <laughs> boy, you're trying to get healthy and everything keeps breaking down. Um, but I used to, that's where I used to do most of my praying, even, you know, it's like because you have to be alone. You have to be with yourself and kind of take yourself out of the area in order to connect to whatever it is that's 
you know, talking to you. Uh, I, I choose to believe that it's God, that he's, he's giving me these ideas and he's giving me all this information and, and I'm connecting to it. Even if it's just that little voice inside, that intuitive voice that's yeah, saying, yeah. hey, you should do this or why not, what about a song about this or you should call this person. I, that's Amen. God in my, Amen. in my personal so, wow! You know, yeah, I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm. I wish. I wish this was a video podcast so the listeners could see. I'm shaking my head over here in, in amazement at God <laughs> at, at what He's doing right now because because this is this is so where I'm at in in my faith walk these days is is believing exactly what you're describing. But you know, on the music side of things, mm-hmm. as, as you mentioned, you know, I was I was just in San Diego two months ago, and and here, you know, I live in Tampa, so I mean, I, you know, we do have these these beaches around us and these great places to go and just be alone. But as you mentioned, you know, that, that time that you had the, you know, the downtime after the rolling blading accident ultimately led to, to the title track of, of your album. So, you know, even though th- there's this whole conversation that we're having right now about our personal life, it still ultimately contributes to music. And, and, you know, you could, you could make an argument there too, that, that maybe God slowed you down to say, you know, I'm going to give you some music in this. If you would just quiet yourself <laughs> and be still and listen to hey. me. It is so true, <clears throat> you know, and I think more than ever in my life, I've discovered what that means when when people talk about uh, when I was younger, God has a plan for you. God has a path for you. And I never understood that. I mean, I understood it, obviously, mentally and what it meant, but I never understood that all I had to do was open the door and allow it, you know, exactly. and it's there. It's exactly. all laid out, all of it. And you just walk into it yep. and you have a choice. And every day you get to choose. You have a choice to choose again. And That's you right. might keep choosing door number two, which is leading you nowhere <laughs> until you go, hey, I think I'll try door number one. <laughs> you know? And he says, and it's God's about like, time. <laughs> yeah, God's like, all right, you're slow, you're cute. <laughs> well, uh, I mentioned so. in there about the song that, that came out of your experiences for the album. So so on the, on the topic of your new album, you did a CD release concert at the Sherwood Auditorium in the Music of Contemporary Art there in San Diego. How was the event? How 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 did that how did that go for you? The CD release concert. Oh, it was wonderful. I'm so happy. This was our third CD release at this venue, um, and I'm so happy that we did it because I found out that they're actually going to gut the place next year. Wow! Because yeah, because they're. Um, Someone that just down the street, this, uh, it's the San Diego Museum of Contemporary Art, but it's in La Jolla. Well, in, down the street, they're building a state-of-the-art performing arts center. And, and it won't be available for two years. But wow. so what the, what the MOCA is doing is they're going to gut it and make it part of the museum. So it's going to just be another place okay. where you can see more art. So it's not it's going away, but there will be no more shows there. And it's one of those theaters, it's a smallish theater, you know, about about five fifty, six hundred seats, but every seat is a great seat. One of those, you know, it's awesome. built and it's just perfectly built the way awesome. it is and and um it was it was exciting to to play this new music with my band. Um I have one of the best bands in the world in our price range. Um <laughs> we always joke about that. I my <laughs> the musicians in my band are just top rate and but because of recording it and then manufacturing it and all the things that you know go along with making a CD and coming to the CD release concert we didn't have a lot of gigs so there was you know just a few rehearsals before 
playing it. So it was it was like the first time I have been that nervous. These songs, a lot of these songs were, were new to the band. So that energy really kind of lifts up. So it was a very successful night. We sold a bunch of CDs and um, uh, just, just had a, a, a really wonderful connection. And also, uh, on the same night, my <clears throat> my music partner, uh, Mark, like I mentioned his name before, Mark Intervaya, Mark Twang, we call him. Um, he and I were, have ce- are celebrating 25 years of writing music and uh, playing music and writing songs Amazing. together this Amazing. year. So the second half of the show, the first half is the CD and then the, se- the new CD. And the second half of the show is kind of a retrospective of 25 years of music. So wow. it was a pretty amazing wow. evening for, for me. And I, I, we got a lot of wonderful comments from fans. So good, good. I good. Yeah, and I wanted, the, I wanted the listeners who are up and comers to hear that because I know a lot of you uh, do things like CD release parties. And uh, last week on the show, we heard from Jackie Venson. If you didn't listen to that one yet, listeners, go back and, and check out that episode. She talked about over planning she talked about every single little detail and and so eve it's it's good to hear that that yours turned out well and and that you obviously you know the important thing is that you sold some cds and and by the way let's not let's not overlook the fact that you mentioned in there that they're going to build a brand new state-of-the-art performing arts center because with the arts suffering as much as they are nowadays and the funding always seeming to be so difficult to come by it's it's so refreshing to hear and and uh, you know I wish I wish I'd my, I wish the timing of my visit out there had been a little bit better because I it, it sounds like I missed your event by just a few weeks I would have loved to have been there but that's great that they're building an, a new facility out out your way. Yes, I know I'm excited too. I want to play there. <laughs> <laughs> Put her on the list. And, and you're and you're right about planning. You know uh, I made a list. And you got to do it at least two to three months before you're going to have it. You can't wait the month before. Even though, I don't know if you've found this, and maybe you've heard this from some of your other um, artists that you've interviewed, people are waiting till like, the last minute yeah. to buy tickets to yeah. your shows. It's like, ah, everybody, I think it's such uncertain times that, you know, you, you could sell, like in the past, I could sell the place out a month in advance, wow. you know, and wow. and it did, I had plenty of tickets left for walk-ups, which was, you know, fine, but yeah, it's, you know, it's nerve-wracking when you, <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> but just getting, you know, getting your list out, who are you going to contact in the media, who are you going to, you know, how are you going to do this on Facebook, tagging all your friends, you know, just all the things that you need to do, asking people to share trying to get on the news, you know, uh, trying to get articles written and, and just getting out there and talking about it, um, whatever it takes to have a successful event. You just start with a list. <laughs> yep, yep, that's right. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from San Diego, California, is singer-songwriter Eve Sellis. Check out her official website at www.evesellis.com. And, of course, you can get the proper spelling of her last name by simply looking at the title of this episode on your listening device. She, of course, is on social media, too, on evesellis.com. There are links to find her on Facebook, Twitter, and even Google+. Plus. She is also on YouTube, too, of course. Be sure to keep up with Eve online so you can see where and when you can go see her perform live. And, of course, do purchase her music. It's on her website. It's on Bandcamp, iTunes, Amazon, and other online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net as in Now Hear This Entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have on nhte.net the full audio, 
plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to the show and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to now be on Google Play Music too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you very much. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned just a few of them. Jackie Venson from last week, Dee Dee Weedykind from two weeks ago, and episodes 5 and 25 with Kate Callahan and the Redheads, respectively. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, whether you're going to look for Eve's music and or other music, books, whatever, Go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is write things down. I'm not talking about ideas for song lyrics. I mean goal setting, a business plan, goals and objectives, a budget. You are a business and it's easier to see where you're going and manage your operations more efficiently if you're not just flying by the seat of your pants. Actually develop a strategy and pull it all out on a regular basis and see what's working and what's not working and react accordingly. You've got to have a good business flow. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show to make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format. There is a Bruce's Bonus Book, Volume 1, and a Bruce's Bonus Book, Volume 2, for purchase in ebook format giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Eve, it has been a while since we had a guest that was coming on the show on the heels of a Kickstarter campaign. Oh, actually, wow, I, I can't help but think of... There's been someone since then, but the unfortunate stories about this topic that Nashville singer-songwriter Elena told back on episode 62 of the show. Uh, Anyhow, Eve, you ran a Kickstarter for this newest album of yours. Tell the listeners about your experience with that crowdfunding effort. Uh, It was great. I've I've done Kickstarter for the last three CDs and actually kind of did uh, my own version of it um, back in uh, 2002 when I released do, my Do You Know Me CD, um, I had I was um, recording half of it in Nashville, and I had a budget, and I had somebody who was actually funding the pro- project for me there, and I'd already been there a week, and I got a phone call saying that they were no longer going to be able to help me. Oh, no. And I'd already spent a week, so I reached out to my fan base. I'd never done this before and asked if anybody would be interested in being an executive producer <laughs> and that I would borrow the money, borrow the money, and I'd pay them back. And I had a bunch of people step up. It was wonderful. Wow. I was able to pay, uh, pay for it and do it that way. 
but the but the the caveat there that was hard is that the way and the way most well at least the way most artists that I know musicians that I know were doing it at the time is um, you play you play gigs you tour the money you make you you know you pay your bills but then you start saving for your next CD. That's kind of how you do it. But I had to pay all these people back that I borrowed the money from. Oh, so I kept kind of getting into that, that vicious circle. And then <laughs> Kickstarter came out. And it was a great idea. You know, they don't, they don't take that much. Um, I think it's like, it ends up being about 6 or 7%, which is not that bad. Um, and because they open you up to a whole new uh, possibility of fans through their people who there are people on there that just like to be involved in projects and they'll pitch in five dollars to 20 projects or something you know what i mean um but you you offer all these incentives of things that you want to do for your band and um going around kickstarter and looking at some people who have had successful campaigns you can get really good ideas ah. of, of you know th things that you can do for yourself and okay. what you can do and then and then people donate. So they say, yeah, I'm sure I'll pre-order a CD, a signed CD for $30 because they know you're raising money for your project. Um, you know, and then you can have like, I have like an Eve Angel package that had a bunch of things involved in that you got plus the CD. And then I mean, you just build on each one, nice. each, everything you do all the way up to, we'll do a concert in your backyard for wow. a couple thousand dollars or whatever wow. it was. You know what I mean? So it, it and and people took us up on it and it was, it was very successful. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, that's something too that you can, there's all sorts like when I first started doing Kickstarter, it was just a new process and people are, are, um, it's discovering it now. It's pretty well known and there's also more things out there to help you, um, get to your people. Like uh, for instance, I have 5,000 fans on Facebook, right? Uh -huh. Um, uh, friends, excuse me, because when I started on Facebook, I didn't know you were supposed to have like two separate uh, things, one for okay. your personal and one. So I have 5,000 friends because they're all very close friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't come up in 5,000 people's feeds every day. That's not how Facebook works. So you can do ads to promote your Kickstarter and you pay a little bit of money and you get a big return for it. You can, there are companies out there that will help you um, build this, and they all come up through. Like once, once you do Kickstarter, they'll start emailing you, saying, "Hey, now you're doing Kickstarter. You should check out our company. We do this and that and the other thing." And um, we did one that helped us get. Um, uh, uh, they were able to send emails out to a lot of our Facebook friends, and I got a lot more investments that way because people didn't know about it until ah. they got the email. Okay. So, because it didn't come up in their feed, you know what I mean? So there's just other, other, other tools out there right now that are really, um, awesome in social media that are, are, are making these, these opportunities to get to more people and to just have a successful campaign. Yeah. Well, while we're in teaching mode, now you've got a new CD to sell. And we already said in the intro that you have independently sold over 60,000 CDs. So what's the secret? Mm -hmm. what, what are you going to do now with See Me With Your Heart to make sure that you're getting lots of CDs into the hands of lots of buyers slash listeners? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, of course, you're going to be doing all the social media stuff and touring helps. I mean, really, nowadays, it's such an interesting market because so, so many more people are interested in downloading music as opposed yeah. to buying CDs. Yeah. I mean, this actually, I don't know what the next media 
um, you know, medium is going to be, you know, what is it from, you know, went from cassette tapes to CDs and now <laughs> CDs to what, what's next. Right. <laughs> so this yeah, actually might be my last CD. You never know. Yeah, but I think next it, we're, it, we're it, just going to, we're just going to think about a song and it's going to, and it's going to play itself in our head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ooh, I like it. <laughs> play the whole That's thing cool. for me. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, oh shoot, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Where I'm were sorry. we? <laughs> well, so oh, we're, okay. we're talking about, oh, we're oh, talking about selling oh. CDs because I, I know that. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, CDs are like your business card now, basically. And people are, so actually selling CDs at your gigs is one way to get people to then be listening to you and get out there. Um, TV and film is a really important way to do it. A lot, you hear so many stories of people who have gotten a song on a TV show or, um, you know, in a movie, and then they've got a ton of fans. Um, the band, The Civil Wars, that's kind of what happened for them. Um, I think they had something on Grey's Anatomy or something like that. And literally, it, they had just tried to put, like, a video up on YouTube, and it, it finished uploading, like, you know, two minutes before the end of the show where the credits roll and they, people got to see it and they got like 150,000 hits. Wow. I mean, wow. it's crazy. So, so that's, that's a really great way to do that. And that again is all about relationships. You know, I am, uh, I'm, I'm working my social media thing. I'm, I'm using music submit. I'm wanting more. I'm trying to get reviews. I'm doing interviews when people request. Yay. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> and just trying to get, get it, get it out there to people. Um, a lot of it is word of mouth. A lot of it's just, you know, that's kind of the biggest compliment when your friends are saying, oh my gosh, I love the CD. You should listen to it. Um, so I guess there's really no, there's no no one way to do it. Um, but there is, there is, there is a way of, of building relationships, meeting people, finding agents, finding uh, PR people that you want to work with because they love your music and not just because they want another client because they'll take your money happily. Exactly. You want to work with people who are like, I love what you're doing. I want to help you get this music out to more people and start building your team that way. That's, that's my two cents. <laughs> we talked about your producer before, but I do want to make sure for the benefit of those who are regular listeners to the show, but just being introduced to you for the first time, that we give you an opportunity to mention the band members. Obviously, you've talked about Mark, but just go ahead and, and tell the listeners uh, the rest of your band because we've referred to the band a couple times so far during this conversation. I want to give those people an opportunity to be recognized. Oh, sure. Um, Jim, uh, Cactus Jim Soldi is my other guitar player. So Mark and Trevi and I have been writing songs together for 25 years. He's my guitar player. Um, uh, he co-wrote at least six songs on this new CD, and um, he's just an amazing guitar player. Uh, Cactus Jim Soldi is our other guitar player, and he toured with Johnny Cash and Ricky Skaggs. Um, and so Mark kind of comes from a little bit more of a, uh, rock and roll, blues, feel, and Jim comes from a little bit more from the country. So together, they're very interesting and, and uh, play off each other wonderfully on stage. Uh, Sharon White plays keyboards and accordion, and she sings. Everybody in my band sings but my bass player. Uh, so Sharon, and, and it's nice. Um, I've always been in bands with, with uh, where I was the only female, I was the singer and I was the only female, 
And Sharon's been in the band now for over 10 years. I'm going to 12 years now. Um, and it's just nice to have that other female energy in the band. <laughs> Um, and we also happen to have, um, the same birthday. Wow. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. I know. Isn't that neat? And Mark's son, Sam was born on our birthday too. So there's oh three gosh. of us that share the same birthday in, in our group. Um, and then my bass player's name is Rick Nash. He's just an amazing bass, bassist here in San Diego, played with a ton of, of groups and has toured all over the world. Um, and finally my drummer, uh, Larry Grano, who is an amazing singer, Amazing drummer. I, I highly recommend working with drummers who sing <laughs> because drummers who sing don't bash as hard <laughs> uh, when, when you're playing loud so that the singer has to sing around the sound. Um, I think they play a little bit more dynamically because they know what it's like to sing over the sound of drums. Interesting. So that's my whole band. Interesting perspective. Yay. Well, speaking so, of performers, I mentioned in the intro that you and your band, are, you're doing 12 shows in 17 days in the U.K. Mm-hmm. in July. One certainly does not go all the way to the U.K., and I don't care if you're coming from the West Coast or the East Coast of the United States. One does not go all the way to the U.K. and only do one show. But, wow, 12 shows in 17 days, that's that's a hefty amount. At, at one point, you're even performing five days in a row. So I just, I just like for you to talk about that kind of aggressive approach. And, and I guess I would wonder, is, is this you putting it all together? Do you have a booking agent? Is it maybe the combination of you and a booking agent? How, how did this whole UK schedule come to be? Well, um, we've been going over to England since 2003, and that was kind of a bucket list thing. You know, always wanted to play where the Beatles came from, <laughs> right? And um, uh, we stood over there just as a duo, and um, we're fortunate enough to, to meet uh, Malcolm Mills, who owns Proper Records, and he gave us a licensing deal for our next CD, and then work with Bob Patterson, who's our agent. And so the thing that you really can't tour without somebody that is there um, booking your tour. It's just it's just a different country. <laughs> they do things differently there, and you want somebody again with the relationships and the connections, so that you know that because you're spending it's just, it's very expensive to tour in England. It's a couple grand per ticket just to get there, the flight at least from San wow. Diego. It is. Wow, you know. So you're you're putting out a big nut. So part of the part of the twelve dates is to make sure that you actually make money. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so that that could be you know wanting to get the most bang out of your buck. Five dates in a row is not ideal for me as a singer. Three is ideal. Four is pushing it. Five is going to be a challenge. That's for sure. But um, I I've never had a problem vocally over there. Um, and I actually teach voice now too, a couple of days a week. I teach singing and vocal lessons and I know how to sing without hurting myself, um, and how to kind of keep my strength up and, and what, and you know, since we've been going for so many years, uh, I know what to expect. So I put myself out there because I want to, you know, reach as many people as we can while we're there. Um, but also, you know, knowing that, okay, you got to pace yourself. (laughs) So having, having a couple of days off in a row to rest and also, uh, check out a couple of castles while you're there (laughs) (laughs) is, is a good thing. But yes, you know, there's all sorts of things like they don't have work permits anymore now. Um, uh, what are their, their, um, 
huge what's the name of it it's it's like a sponsorship certificate of sponsorship is what it's called huh. and you have to have somebody who's living in the in the UK that basically are you know saying you know vouching for you wow. saying they know wow. you they, that you're yeah and so there's a lot to it um that, that being said, you can go over there with your guitar and just say, I'm here on vacation and maybe play yeah, a couple of pump dates go. and try to meet people. Go. But, yeah. but you know, that's, that's how we started. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say the five days in a row was you forgetting that you're not 21 anymore. <laughs> that's another <laughs> oh, example. I that. I remember that almost every day these days. <laughs> well, so, so let me ask you then, th- these, these shows that you're doing in the month of July in the UK, is this full band? Is it a smaller configuration? Who, who all is going over there? It is um, a smaller configuration. We're going as a four piece, so okay. I'm not I'm not going to play as a six piece this time. And 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 that decision was purely financial. Sure, sure. And okay. unfortunately for us, the Brexit thing kind of really hurt us <laughs> because the pound is down. So uh-huh. in one respect, yeah, our hotels that are all on hold for us will actually be cheaper. So that's good. But yeah. everybody's paying us in pounds. Oh, boy. <laughs> so we. Could, we just lost a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's amazing how you don't think things, you know, oh, that's happening over there and how it affects all of us. But, yeah. um, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from San Diego is singer-songwriter Eve Sellis. Check out her official website at www.evesellis.com. And, of course, you can get the proper spelling of her last name by simply looking at the title of this episode on your listening device. She, of course, is on social media, too, on evesellis.com. There are links to find her on Facebook, Twitter, and even Google+. She is also on YouTube, of course. Be sure to keep up with Eve online so you can see where and when you can go see her perform live. And of course, do purchase her music too. It's available for purchase on her website. It's on Bandcamp, iTunes, Amazon, and other online retailers. And be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in Now Hear This Entertainment nhte.net for every episode of this show we've got the full audio plus the guest's photo a link to their website and quotes from the guest on each show sign up for the e-newsletter while you're at nhte.net and subscribe to this show and tell others about it too subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week on itunes stitcher radio or by following on soundcloud it will just download automatically for you each time a new episode comes out we're thrilled to now be on google play music as well Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Listen to episode 101. It was kind of a best of from the first hundred shows. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And as I mentioned earlier, whether you're going to look for Eve's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Uh, Eve, we were talking about the shows in the UK in July, but as I mentioned in the intro of today's show, you've played a lot of really notable venues. I wonder, is there one sitting out there at the top of a list that you're bound and determined to make sure you absolutely play at someday? And and, and I guess if so, 
Do you see it happening by a certain date in the future? Oh, man. There's so many. Well, I want to tour with Bono, so I'm hoping he's listening. Cause <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, you know, there's uh, Radio City Music Hall would be great. Ah. Carnegie Hall, Oral Albert Hall. I've got big, big dreams. Yeah. Um, I was waiting I'll, for you I'll to say. You what, I was um, waiting for you to say Red Rocks. Oh, I would love to play Red Rocks. Amazing venue. I've actually been there, but I've never played there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's so funny. Uh, people always ask me, which do you prefer, the acoustic, smaller, a little more intimate show, or the big stage rock and roll, you know, hit them, punch hard, and you know, hit them in the gut type of show. Uh-huh. And I love it all. I... I'm happy to play music for three people or 3,000 wow, people. I, wow. it's, such, it's such a gift. So, you know, hardly ever in, in the business that I chose to be a part of is it work. Hardly ever. Wow, um, God bless and, you. you know, they, they, That's wonderful. They say find, find music or, or find the work that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Yep. And, of course, there are days when, oh, my goodness, it's work. <laughs> <laughs> But it's work that you choose and work that you want to do. So um, I, I, I feel like <laughs> I say this to a lot of up-and-coming people who are in the industry of the business and wanting to do CDs and stuff. Just having the dream of recording a CD and doing it, because so many people have always wanted to do it, but they just never are able to get through it. And then somebody who actually records a CD, writes it, records it, produces it, and is holding it in their hand. I don't care if you sell one. You're a huge success. Oh, that's awesome. You're a huge success because you did it. Wow. And you're getting it out there. And then, you know, the rest is kind of, I don't know, icing on the cake. And I I, I would definitely love to get out there and, and, and tour uh, more, play more festivals, get out to a bigger audience. And I, I also love... Um, that I can still, I have a nine-year-old son, I can walk into school. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm an independent artist by choice and also because I like the balance of my life. Um, wow. God, I, God I bless you. It, what, what, a, what a beautiful perspective. That's, that's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank um, you. And, you know, uh, some people live and breathe and eat and, and sleep music, and that's their life, and they love it, and they want to be on the road. 250 dates a year and that is just that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of work and they love it and um you know i think that and kudos to them for that they've got a mission and they're out there to do that but i i also want to have a life and it's it's hard to have relationships when you're on the road all the time it's hard to have indeed build memories so so there you have it. Um, Eve, it has been a little bit since you've put one out, but on your YouTube channel, you've got a fun little series called Red Couch Sessions. Has, has that run its course, or can listeners look for new installments of that in the future? Is it just a timing issue? What, what, what about the Red Couch Sessions? Because those look like they were probably a lot of fun. They were fun. And, you know, it's so interesting how we kind of go cycle through things. Um, I, I would say that there's more to come. And the hardest part is Mark and I, who we both live in the same city, <laughs> getting our time together and doing this. And I feel like um, the CD really kind of took over 
all of my focus and energy in the last, uh, you know, three to five months. And so the, the plan was to try to get one out once a week and, you know, keep that going. And it was, it was, we got about five of them out there and <laughs> it's stalled. So I would definitely love to get more out there. Um, cool. one thing about YouTube, uh, they, they, um, and this is something for the younger, um, listeners or that are just coming into the industry as a business is it's such a great tool for getting people to follow you and getting people to know you as an artist Indeed. is covering other people's songs because um, there are some people who are making a living just playing other people's songs. Right. Um, but, but they have such an amazing voice that people want to follow them and like their version sometimes better than the actual artist who does it and wrote it. Right. So, you know, I'm, uh, the, the whole idea for the Red Couch Sessions was to just try to, again, reach out to more people and to build up an audience. Yeah, I love it. So, Well, uh, Eve, before we let you go, I've, I've got to just blow your horn for you a little bit here. Listeners, Eve has shared the stage with names ranging from, I feel like I should take a deep breath here, uh, ranging from Joan Osborne to Crosby, Stills & Nash to the Doobie Brothers, Jewel, Kenny Loggins. Uh, even Heart, which of course we had Roger Fisher, founding guitarist of Heart, on this show on episode 86. Uh, the list goes on, Eve, but I wonder if there's one story, one memory that stands out from the long list of people that you've performed with over the years. Oh my goodness. Um, I'll tell you what, Chris Isaac was such a sweetheart. He, um, you know, a, a lot of uh, times when you get to open up for uh, a national act, they will ask you to play acoustically or they will ask you to, you know, uh, they, they don't want a whole band opening for them. Right. Um, and it's understandable because people are there to see them. Right. So there's always a challenge as an opening act to go, okay, how am I going to win these people over? But he was just like, nah, bring your whole band. And, wow. Um, he, yeah, he was amazing. And then, and then, um, after he played, so he played his whole concert, he stays for like two hours after each gig and will sign anything anybody wants him to sign wow. and talk to his fans. He's very par- part of it. Where we played with him in San Diego is called Humphreys and there, and, uh, we opened for him and then there's like a after bar lounge where you could go and listen to a band play, which happened to be us that night. Okay. He came in afterwards. Amazing. He came in afterwards. Amazing. And he got up on stage with us and performed with us wow. for like an hour. Wow. And then he, and then he said, um, and people were asking if, if he would sign things for them and stuff, and he says, I will sign any Eve Sella CD that you buy. Ah. So I, I sold like 50 CDs because oh, I he, love he it. was signing it. I love so it. He was just so kind and nourishing and just a wonderful person. And he signed my guitar. He said, he wrote, you're a star, Eve. You're a star, and then Chris Isaac. Oh my and gosh! And when he sucked at my acoustic guitar, I I, I sweated it off. <laughs> it was in a spot where whenever I got you know over the 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 year the next so the next time yeah. he came back, I was I wasn't opening for him, but I was able to get backstage and ask him would he resign my guitar because I sweat <laughs> off his signature. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and he did. So seriously, that was a great experience. And then you had it Wonderful. laminated so that it wouldn't sweat off again. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Eve, we're going to so. close today with a song of yours called Fearless Heart. So before we let you go, tell the listeners about this song, if you would, please. 
Okay. So this is a song about um, all those times in your life when you are, uh, you, you, you think of the perfect thing to say hours later or days later, I should have said this. If I mm. had a fearless heart, I would have told you how I felt. Mm. I would have, if I had a fearless heart, I would have done a better, I, I would have made a more loving choice for me. I would not have stayed in this bad and toxic relationship. I would have broken up with this band, blah, 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 just whatever it is that, <laughs> that fits your thing. So um, I think it was really about understanding that, you know, fear is complicated and love is easy. And, um, there you have it. It's, <laughs> it's all about uh, learning or, or discovering that, you know, you, you do have a fearless heart. Awesome. If you awesome. embrace it. Eve, wonderful conversation. <laughs> wonderful to meet you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Bruce. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear more. My Thank pleasure. You. My pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Eve Sellis. Be sure to visit her website, www.evesellis.com, and do engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. Remember that she is also on Google Plus as well. And of course, do purchase Eve's music, which you'll find on her website, iTunes, Amazon, and obviously at her live shows. On that note, keep up with her online to see where and when you can go see her perform live and tell her you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to the show and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share, they call it repost, episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Eve Sellis. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Fearless Heart. the dark.